Here's one done by the biggie, Three Dog Night. It's called Mama Told Me Not to Come. Now, you can take this two ways. As a title, or your girlfriend's name is Mama. kids in the, in the friendly sense, the pejorative sense, not as a put down, but so, hey kids, welcome to Open Mic with me, Mike Creed. I don't know if I'm going to have to say that every time, but um, I feel a responsibility about it. A um, couple things. Response to the past podcast is still great. Um, Katie Compton's response was great. In fact, more popular, according to iTunes, than Jonathan Vodder's. So, score one for women's cycling. Um, got a couple notes from people saying who to interview. Uh, people that I would love to interview, but you have to understand that uh, this is basically me, a uh, microphone, I shouldn't even say a microphone, it's just a digital recorder, and my car, so as much as I would love to interview, say, Hinkapi or whoever, the points, I'm obviously, like, you already know where I'm going with it, I don't know why I feel like I have to give examples, but... Uh, unless they're within driving distance, I can't really go see them. Um, I would say I could go see them at a race and do it at a race. A couple things come up with that. One, really pretty busy and time-consumed during the race. You don't really have an hour for a conversation. And two, I don't know how much I'm going to be racing anymore. My back's gotten worse and worse over the weeks. Um, to say it's frustrating would be um, would be correct and obvious. Uh, things just in my life are a bit chaotic right now. I had to close down the um, Colorado fire sale. Uh, this the industry last year, while responding very well to it. Um, didn't respond this year and I feel like it's probably due it didn't get as much press last year the uh, fire was in the city it's a FedEx truck the fire was in the city it provided really good aerials and dramatic photos and well that gets more press and this year it was kind of in the forest and even though it destroyed more homes and more acreage it still didn't get nearly as much press um so I had to let that go and um I'm very sorry about it if anybody uh wants to take it up and promises to give 100% and it's all in good faith then contact me somehow I'm sure you could figure out a way and uh I'll be more than happy to pass over the um the Twitter accounts and the Tumblr and the um, email account. Again, sorry I have to bail on that. Um, I'm just kind of realizing now that I'm probably not going to be able to race toward Colorado. And miracles happen, but this is also real life and I'm dealing with real issues. So... Uh, while that's disappointing, it was a really good um, it was a really good moment for me to go up to Boulder and see some of my Boulder friends, and I did a round of interviews in Boulder. Side note: I'm trying to get rid of saying interviews because I'm not a journalist. Um, it's a habit that you just jump into because it's an interview format. But I'm just gonna try to say talk with, talk to, whatever. Uh, so with all this lack of training, 
equaling free time that allowed me to go up and see um, Andrew Bajadali and let me tell you about Andrew Bajadali. Bajadali uh, is, is a stalwart in U.S. cycling. He's won uh, Tour the Gila. He's won uh, Redlands. He's gotten second place uh, to either George or Levi at the national championships. And another year, he was in the final break with George and Levi. And they asked him to work with them, and they would give him second place. And he said, fuck you. Let's put that into context. This is be the biggest result of this man's career. Um, would put him into good graces with pro tour teams. And he told them... I mean, he didn't just say no, you know? Like, he really gave him the middle finger. And that's Bajadali summed up. Uh, he is the epitome of uh, punk rock. He doesn't care. He's um, a man to himself, and he has really strong... Uh, morals, more morals than I do, um, a strong ethic, and last year, uh, he didn't have a great year, and the team released him, and he retired, and, um, he didn't, uh, he didn't get any write-up in Vela News or Cycling News, and I feel like that was a shame, so, I really hope you, uh, enjoy my talk with Andrew Bajadali, and, I hope you get to learn more about a guy you probably never would have heard from again. So we don't want to show up for the job interview reeking of gas. So he uh, put his nice clothes in a paper bag, put it in the trunk, and then drove. But like it was, it was like he didn't, it was before internet mapping, so he didn't know how long it was gonna take to get there. So he shows up two minutes before the interview, just freaks out, goes in the back, changes his clothes real quick, just in the parking lot, you know, like yeah. Yeah. goes inside. Uh, <laughs> Gets called into the guy's office, and the guy's office directly overlooks where his car is parked. <laughs> and he said the first thing the guy asked him was like, "Are you homeless?" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but this is like a real job, like before. It was his chemistry job. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know he had a job like before. Dude, he had a crazy story. I didn't realize how like. He was, when he first moved to Fort Collins, he didn't have a job. He was sleeping on a high school football field. What? Yeah, he would just camp out on a high school football field. Yeah. He's like the most mysterious guy. I think on, I mean, on team, he's always like kind of just hidden, you know? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't bring up his own stuff very much. Yeah, you gotta like dig and you know, dig. I know, that's what's happening, but his chick, his chick's. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, so he's I was like pushing out. for him. I'm like, dude, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. He's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should talk to him. <laughs> I probably freaked him out. I told him everything. Yeah, so dude, tell me what you you just said on the phone. Like, you have a fucking kid, dude. Yeah, so. I'm, Six weeks. Yep. No, seven weeks uh, Sunday. So, yeah, man. Whoa. Yeah, she's rad, dude. She's, uh, it's kind of weird because. She's just growing so much. It's like she was so light, lightweight. Now it's like oh, oh, yeah. She was. She was born like 
seven pounds, five ounces. So that's pretty, still standard, right? Pretty good size, yeah. yeah. It's standard size, but she's she's porker, man. It's hilarious to see her face. It's like she's got a bunch of rolls and everything on her face. So, but she's super cute. I think I was never a baby person, you know. But I think when it's your baby, yeah. I mean, it's like. But you said it's not like. <laughs> it's not as life transformation as you thought it was. You said it's not like. I mean, no. I mean, uh, partly, it's kind of weird because it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of the calming effect and, like, because I just got done with the cycling career, so that's done, but then I have something else to totally focus on. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm finding my next career yeah. move, but it's just taking a lot of time. So I, I don't think, I think if I had, like, a full-time job or if I was traveling still with, like, racing, right. it would be pretty difficult knowing that I was leaving my wife at home with like all the responsibility of all right. that you know what I mean so it's, it's a lot of work but dude so like it was weird at the end of last year right like it just nobody really saw it coming and then yeah. just, Jonas is like dude we have too many over 28 guys it's cause it's, cause there's that rule that was it like 50% is it 50-50 or is it 55 I, yeah, I don't but know what but it is. at least 50% of your team has to be under 28. Right. And right. They, they did that rule years ago, ten, like 10, 15 years ago, to make sure that the team helped develop younger riders. Yeah. But then yeah. in the meantime, all the they also passed a rule that Pro Tour teams have to have development teams. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of made the previous rule antiquated, but they still haven't taken it away. So now, like... Right. If you're over 28 racing in the states, it's it's tight. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a weird it's a weird rule, and I think I don't know personally. I think they should eliminate it. Yeah. Um, just from or at like, least pull the percentage. Pull the percentage up, or do do something to 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 alter it. Just just because uh, I just I just think for the sponsor standpoint. They're not getting bang for the buck if they're just having a developmental team out there. You know, you say you have a two million dollar budget, mm -hmm. and you have a bunch of young guys that don't know what they're doing. Second tier young guys. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, they're just not getting their money's worth. You know, yeah. I think that's a problem. What was that like, man? Was that fucking just scary that all of a sudden you realized, and then well, you had a baby and you weren't telling anybody on the way. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I just want to keep all that quiet. You know. Um, do that man it's funny with you because like you you obviously have these like really strong views like everybody within the team knows how like you're not I don't want to say like opinionated because you don't force them on people but you obviously have like a philosophy about your life and you try to live it but sometimes I'm, I, th I think most of the time when somebody has that kind of philosophy they also uh, espouse it from every rooftop but you don't really do that you've always kept that to yourself why? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't want to be loud and obnoxious. You know, I always just thought, I don't know. I'd let the writing, I guess, do the talking, you know, yeah. when you're on the team. And, you know, just, I guess I'm the strong, silent type, I guess. I've been yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it, it kind of blew my mind because, like, you've been top three at the Nationals. Twice? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And won a bunch of stage races, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then, like, had a good and then you kind of, it wasn't like anything about you, like nobody called you up to be like, you know, Bellman didn't call you, Cycling didn't call you, these people, they, yeah. they write their off-season stories about training camps and said, yeah. I, did that, did, I think I, that's just how it is, though. It's almost, you know. Did you think about it at all? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was bitter for a long time, and it, I think it's difficult because you always want to go out. If you've had like semi-lengthy career, you know, you've been yeah. racing your bike forever, dude. I mean, you want to go out on your own terms. Right. You know, you want to say, "All right, dude, I'm done. I'm done with yeah. this." You know, yeah. and be happy with it. So I yeah. think for a long time I was in this like limbo mode, like, and I still am. Like I, I still have a competitive urge you know what I mean yeah and when you're done like you set a goal to be done that's when you shut it down you know what I mean so for a long time it's just like angry angry you know but you realize what do you think you were the most angry at uh 
Oh, well. I, I think it's just uh, that there wasn't notice, of course, you know, yeah. there wasn't any, like, you know, I mean, I didn't even get a, a goddamn call from the team owner, you yeah. know, saying thanks, thanks a lot or anything. And, you know, maybe he's expecting a call from me to, to thank him for, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which way it was supposed to go, but, you know, I, I just thought that was weird. And maybe, you know. Because you'd been with the team since the inception. Uh, no, the, the second year. Second but when year. it really started to grow, you know. Yeah. And, you know, there's just kind of hard feelings there, of course, you know, but whatever. You know, I, I'm still friends with all my teammates, and, you know, um, I just – you want to go out on your own terms. That that was the the whole thing, and the combination with all the doping bullshit last year that came out. I just felt like I was getting thrown out with it that. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like so because you've got you got second and third of the road race nationals, right? I I was second um, in '09, and then to Levi to no to Hincap to Hincap, and yeah. then I just got smacked around and. Uh, 06 by Levi and Incappy. So right. So. so like all that like came out, and so theoretically, like we don't know ever 100 percent, but like yeah. theoretically, like on that day, you were the first clean guy, you know. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to have been weird to like. Well. Had to have been weird for all that to come out, and then like doesn't ever come back to you like nobody ever looks down the results and yeah do you think do you think it should be like that or do you think it's just like or would you not even I don't, or do you think like people would be like oh well third place is doping too then no I, I don't think so I mean I, I've always put my foot down like from the get-go yeah you know, when I started like no I've always known you to be like very uh, vocal about that within the team yeah like how much? Yeah. No, I don't think there's anybody in the back that questions you. Right, but from a management standpoint, I don't, I don't think so. Or any, any fans, I don't think they ever would suggest that I was doing that. I mean, right. I've, no, no, I've been pretty vocal about that my my entire tenure, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just kind of slap a fa slap in the face, like a, you know, okay, you're done. And then you're getting thrown out with the rest of the guys, you know. Right. It was like, well, wait a second, man. I just want to go out like on my own, my own little gig, and it says something though to your character that like that was happening, and then you didn't use like. This is gonna sound fucking crazy, but like you didn't use like your baby as a, uh, as a like a crutch. As a, yeah, as a like a, like a point of contention of like, how yeah. are you doing this? My wife's pregnant. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? You didn't, you, you didn't, you never even mentioned. Well, it. that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to keep it quiet from the get go because I wanted my selection for the team to be based on me, not that's that's a, not the baby. That's crazy, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's just how I am. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, I'm more, I'm like super moral about certain things and it's just like yeah. you know I'm not gonna let where does that even come from dude because like you don't have the traditional path to cycling you weren't like I mean like I had pretty much the most traditional path to cycling <laughs> as you can get like my dad raced I raced I won junior nationals yeah I won my 23 nationals I got on pro team yeah like yeah. that's how it's done but you were like when you were 19 and 20 you were like smoking and punk rock and going to heavy metal shows yeah yeah, so it's kind of weird, man. Yeah, I just, uh, I didn't, I wouldn't say I, I grew up fast and hard. You know, I came from middle class family in Sacramento area. And, um, but yeah, I got into, you know, maybe my family's a little dysfunctional for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, whose family isn't, you know? Your parents split up? Yeah. But when you're, you know, a teenager and parents are having problems and stuff and, you have siblings that are older than you, you're introduced to, you know, I was introduced to alcohol like when I was 11, you wow. know, 12, and I just, I drank, you know, 13 years old, you start yeah. drinking, you know. What about like weed and stuff? Yeah, early. About the same age? Early, yeah, 13, yeah. 14, and smoking regular, yeah. you know, and then just went harder and harder and found the, my group of friends that were probably the most rebellious, you know, yeah. I could find, and 
and I've just getting into punk and going to a lot of punk shows, metal shows, and. What was your band then, man? What was your go-to? Uh, I was into, uh, well, No Effects was kind of the, yeah. the band at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's Bad Religion used to come through Sacramento a lot. Oh, Rancid, do you like Rancid? Though? Yeah, that was that was maybe a couple of years after I moved out of Sacramento. But yeah, Rancid's cool. Uh, I saw a lot of rad shows, even young. Like I, I saw like. Um, seven seconds a bunch of times you know just yeah. tons of shows saw Buzzcocks and Dude, Andy saw the Buzzcocks. yeah they came through Sacramento on like a reunion tour man um, actually they played with the Vandals it was the sickest show I've ever been to have you ever heard of the Vaselines at all? no no, no. <laughs> it's good it's a random band yeah? yeah 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 okay uh, so then how did you like even get athletic then because you were telling me before like you were like you're bigger, you're a little more muscular. Yeah, I was, you know, I guess uh, I was always athletic, really athletic, played soccer as a kid, but then, you know, that all goes away, just start drinking, partying, whatever, and I don't know, somehow I was just naturally athletic, and um, yeah. someone gave me a bike, this stolen, <laughs> stolen Gary Fisher, it's actually my town bike now, man, it's... You still have it? I still have it, it's my first... Uh, race mountain bike ever. It's like an 86 Gary Fisher Montari, man. This thing's sick. <laughs> it's a slug steel bike. Um, but someone gave it to me and they stole it from a race in Tahoe. And they're like, dude, just don't don't ride in Tahoe for a few years, you know? <laughs> so I did all my all my rides in Sacramento. It's amazing to think of bikes that have launched your cycling career. <laughs> I know. And I, I, I was actually looking in the garage the other day. I'm like, God, you know, maybe it's the bad juju, you know? had a lot of injuries and stuff it's like i wonder oh, if that thing like fuck. threw some threw some bad sauce it's, like, it's like a yin and yang exactly yeah so oh. but it's, it's still going strong man but that was my first bike and it was given to me by i don't know a friend of a friend and and i just uh i don't know i found that i was just burning it at both ends you know like when i got out of high school yeah. just kind of go to community college trying to figure out which did you know? Did you have an idea where you wanted to? I be? had no idea, man. Yeah. Uh, my sister had moved out here, and she was uh, going to school out here, and so I kind of figured I wanted to go to Colorado, maybe, but I wasn't sure. But got into biking, mountain biking out there, and did a race. And did you like join a club? Or? No, man. I just just went yeah. up. I just went up to uh, Squaw Valley and did this did this race, man, and it was like. Straight up the mountain, straight down. I really down had the, like in my bike, I was like pro, expert, semi pro. No, I was like sport, expert, That's what it was. pro. Yeah, so you just entered sport category. Sport category, yeah. It was like third, first race. And, um, it was pretty fun, man. So I was just addicted right away. And I, I was still kind of drinking, partying, you know, a lot. And somehow that just transformed into just focus, you know. So the bike kind of. Maybe. When did it click for you to like, oh, I'm gonna change my diet, I'm gonna cut these things out? When did that like? Pretty soon, it was like, I did like a race or two in the summer of maybe 93. Yeah. And then that winter, I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna try this, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just kind of got rid of everything bad out of my life, man, and leaned out. Still pretty big, man. I mean, I. Yeah. So like a buck, maybe a buck seventy. Okay. Yeah, it's buck seventy-eight. Maybe you're still looking lean now though. Looking yeah, I'm pretty. I'm. You know. keep and carry yourself. Yeah, I still ride. Yeah, yeah I just do like the angry two-hour ride. You know? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm doing now. And I'm still getting paid. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I just wake up in the morning first thing and just jam out for just hour and a half, two hours. Just kill yourself. Yeah. It feels good, you know. It's like yeah, yeah just release, man. Yeah. If you do it in the morning too, like you hit empty quicker, so then you like, <laughs> so then you're. You, you're like you're able to come home and just be like fuck I'm smashed nice yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty funny man I, I do these rides and I don't feel like wearing lycra so I just put on like surf shorts and t-shirt and I'll like ride my mountain bike you're just like the fastest dude on a cruise dude I, I like blow <laughs> people they're all kitted out in the race stuff and like yeah. fly up flagstaff like yeah let's go on <laughs> doing like five letter fonts you need, you need to pick up smoking again so you I, can smoke when you ride by <laughs> So, like, when did you, like, get, like... So you come out to Colorado, you follow your sister out? Yeah, she was out maybe a year or two before, and um, maybe 
was it 94 I came out and just did some uh, corpse races with like the Colorado off-road yeah. point series back then it was yeah. a pretty big deal you know yeah, I remember mountain, those, yeah. mountain biking was huge at that time and um, so what is this like 94 95 94 moved out September 94 so almost 20 years out here man so yeah man I just just got on the race scene and uh my sister's friend worked at Dean Mountain Bikes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he kind of got me this this like. Are they still around? Dean? They are. They are. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, they're actually making stuff in in the U.S. Actually, so. Okay. Yeah. It's all handmade titanium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do steel, tie, oh, okay. um, some components and stuff. But yeah, man. Um, got hooked up with them. Got this pseudo sponsorship and. Uh, just kind of like worked my way up the ranks, man. Just is that how you came through it, like Vitamin College? No, that that's a whole nother deal, man. So, so mountain biking was huge, you know, up until like '96, yeah. And then the Olympics it was like that was the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. It seemed like cross country mountain bike racing. Then never recovered. After never that. recovered for some reason. It was like, do you remember going to like Norba races and there's like hundred thousand people. Yeah. Oh my God. That was the extreme sport at the time. Yeah, it, exactly. And then it just fell out, and no one was getting paid after that. It just seemed like it, up until it really collapsed after 2000. And that's when I started getting good, you know. And yeah. um, I was working bullshit odd jobs. Uh, got actually pro ride with Dean. They had some like Land Rover uh, affiliation at the time. And I hooked up with them race pro like 98 the whole circuit and got like mediocre stuff is still pretty competitive so just like full-time mountain biking full full-time yeah and then um lost sponsorship 99 did half a year i was like i'm done didn't know what i was doing yeah you just figured you gave up yeah, yeah. and then um actually was a party in the winter of 99 and a good friend of mine alex Candelario. Candelario. Yeah. You met Candelario in 99. No, I met Candelario a few years early. We'd been friends racing the circuit, and he was on the collegiate team at CU, and we were all kind of drunk, you know, and <laughs> another friend of ours, uh, Micah Thompson, we just made this, like, drunk pact, like, you know, uh, we should just go to Belgium, you know, next next summer. There's this race amateurs. You just do kermesses. Kermesses, yeah. Did so, you even know what a kermess was? I had no idea. If, like, I I'd done some road racing in in Colorado, just you know, stay fit for mountain biking, and we all like you just shook thought it was like a Belgian criterion. Yeah, it's a Belgian crit. You know, I had no idea. It just looked cool to me, man. So we just shook hands, like drunken, <laughs> drunken handshake, and went over there in the that's summer awesome. of 2000, man. And that's great. We just raced, cr you know, kermesses and. Inner clubs and yeah, you know, I was how, old at the time. How, like, how wide eyed and freaked out were you? <laughs> it was actually rad because the the racing to me was just so straightforward. It was like strongman wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you had to learn wind, you know, where to ride in the wind. Yeah. Some tactics, um, but bike handling skills and all that came into play. How long did you stay over there for? Ah, oh, it was just a few months, you know, it was just the, That's all you the in and out, but got my head kicked in and, you yeah. know. How were you at it? Like, were you just freaked out? Or uh, no, I mean, uh, everyone cracks, you know, in those circumstances. I stayed with, have you heard of Stuff Boon? Everybody. Everyone's heard about that guy. If you, if you were, if you've been around... If you've been around before 2004, yeah, and you were an American and you wanted to go to Belgium, you would go see this guy named Stoff. Yeah. And Stoff would rent you a spot on his Kermesse team yeah. in a shitty little apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he would just stack riders in there, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, the place I was staying is like the the Keegan Strat, the Chicken Street house, you know? It was like the worst one you could get. He had like five properties around Ghent. And if you got Keegan shot, that was a bad one. Yeah. I mean, was it was it like, like? it's pretty bad, man. I mean, at the time, the basement was flooded, and there was this fucking cesspool of, like, just shit. Just and, rotting like, water. You rotting water, and there's mosquitoes everywhere from that, you know? And it was just, you know, Belgium is there mosquitoes yeah. anywhere, but it's just, like, crazy inside, dude. 
But uh, like first day, you just first day, yeah. Did you think like, well, we made a mistake? Ah, uh, kinda, yeah. Of course, just nervous like the whole time. Everything is like in, yeah. in like high speed, just because everything. But you're trying so to be weird. polite too, so they give you the place, and you're like, thanks, okay. Yeah. No, it's not a big deal. Don't well, worry about it. It's, I was like blown away. I, did, I was rooming with this this dude, this American guy, and he was notorious. He lived in Boulder at the time. I had no idea I was gonna be rooming with this guy. I didn't even know he's over there, but. I walked into this room, and dude, the, literally, the guy, he was, I don't know what he was taking, but there's syringes lined up. All the syringes he had yeah. taken, yeah. like, on the shelf. And there was, like, I don't know, like, 50 of them. Yeah. And I was just like, there's all these dirty needles, dude, like, in this room. I was just like, whoa. It was just, like, so crazy to me. Do you feel like that's probably, like, what formed your anti-doping thing? Was you just uh, saw this? I think I'd before that, because there's like, because I, I I'd abused like other drugs and, yeah. and alcohol, and I think I was just you just I straight had, edge almost. I like was that. straight edge at that time, you know. Yeah. So. So you saw this? You're freaking out. I was freaking. I was just yeah. like, it was crazy, man. Yeah. And I just saw a lot. That was a kind of the go for kermesses back then, though, huh? Because there weren't. There's never drug testing. There was nothing, man. It was like. Yeah. And there was a lot of prize money and there was a lot of prize money yeah it's like it was cool because i was just making a living going to these stupid races man yeah yeah you know winning preems and just come on well, it costs like five dollars to enter the race yeah it's just random man it's just yeah. super fun man it's probably one of the coolest experiences it's just so like you don't know what you're getting into how was candelario he's he was awesome man it's his style you know so yeah you know, he got in with Stoff, Boone, and, and you know, he had a little fan club over there. Come on, really? Yeah, it was <laughs> He actually... Was it just because he had, like, darker skins? Like, yeah. He stood out so Well, much. he's big, you know, he's, like, big, mess, you know, they like the big, strong rider with the big legs, you know? Thought yeah. Boone in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's actually crazy because Boone was still an amateur, and he, you know, we raced against Boone in his amateur days. And yeah, he was already famous. He right? was amazing, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, legend... What was that team like? Cork Street. Yeah, the Cordrick, uh Yeah, what was that? I know. Yeah. Cordrick Flyers or something. Some just really. Random. He just ran this team when he was. <laughs> he was 17 years old. And all you heard about was, Bone and Cordrick. Yeah. Crazy man. But yeah, Alex is crazy because he he actually stayed that entire summer. He stayed over there and did a cross season. Yeah. And a full winter in like Ghent, man, and did a full cross program over there. Which is. <laughs> He's a nut, man. <laughs> it's totally insane, man. You know what's great about Candelario is he'll never admit how much he really loves bike racing. Yeah. He always tries to pretend like he's uh, bored with it or past it. Oh, you know, like he again. loves it so much. Yeah. That's uh, fun. So you do this, and then after that, were you like, oh, okay, I'll be a pro road racer? Yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to do it. You know, I was old for. Actually, they laughed at, at me when they picked me up at uh, St. Peter's Station, dude. They uh, they asked me my age, and I was like, 26. And they're just like, oh, too old, too old. What are you doing here? You know, <laughs> it's you know the Belgians are, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, too Europeans in general aren't too afraid of letting you know what they think's wrong with you. Yeah. So I kind of had to like ride the bat, like prove myself, and I was in the winning break in the first Kermesse I did, and yeah. so it was just like, it was fun, man, it was just a lot of fun, and I came back and just, I knew that's what I wanted to do, you know, I was just kind of driven to it, yeah. and it just took me a long friggin' time, you know, it's, I'm real quiet, so I don't... You're not the kind of guy that goes, just carpet people with your resume. Yeah, exactly, and I, you know... I kind of threw my resume out there a few times and got some results in the States and some pretty good ones, you know, it's probably top 10 at Cascade and, you know, just top amateur, a few races, big races, you know, and just nothing to really, like, make someone go, oh, we need this guy, you know, so yeah. I just kept plugging away, plugging away, and then, um, I don't know, maybe Colby Pierce knew someone, um, maybe he was riding for a photo the time okay and he mentioned my name and uh, got a call from John Durso 
My photo. My photo. Yeah, yeah. That's my that? first gig, dude. What, what year was that? Uh, oh, oh, three. Oh, three, okay. Yeah, so I did... Uh, wow, you turned pro late, man. Yeah, really you late. even earlier than that. No, 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 no. So... So did you do, like, uh, Georgia on a photo? I did, yeah. did Georgia. Um, How'd you do in those races? Pretty good, you know, not like stellar. Um, I gotta say, you know, it's a pretty, pretty rough way to start your career with a team like that. You know, it's just like bad news bears. You know, was it, <laughs> was it like so? It was like Lepinto, Saul Raisin, Saul Raisin, man, um, Tim Larkin, um, Saunders, Saunders, yeah, yeah man, dude, Saunders, big is your first team. <laughs> that guy was pretty hard, you know. I can never figure Saunders out. I never know if he's joking or serious. Yeah, he's he's a comedian, man. He's yeah, he's just clowns around a lot. But he has that deadpan face where you just think this guy's yeah. gonna murder me any second. Yeah. You know? yeah, he has a big dead face. Yeah, yeah, he has an expressionless fucking face. Totally, man. But I learned a lot, you know. I guess uh, racing with Saul was a trip, you know. It's just a lot of talent, you know, at that time. Just dumb as a brick. Dumb as a brick. He's a cool kid, man. He I, is really cool. It was really, uh, really sad to see, you know, that yeah, happened to him. Yeah. You know, so many dudes, you know, Scott and Item, all these guys that raced with, you know, just, yeah. You know, it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, it was from there, just a couple of years. Like, you did that, and, uh, how long were you on photo? Two years? Two years, man. And then it folded. No, dude, I uh, it went into Sierra Nevada. So I had a good San Francisco Grand Prix in 04, really good. And uh, it's maybe top domestic guy. Okay. Um, and then uh, my last training ride on the road for the year. So I'm with a buddy, and I made a crazy turn, and I shattered my hip on this gravel road I broke my hip in seven places and um, like the socket or the yeah the, the head of the femur and like the Dude. like all kinds of little pieces do you have, have that thing that like yeah is I have it degenerate is it like is it not having blood flow now? I, I got a really good surgeon man and I've just been really lucky, lucky. really yeah I mean so I have a bunch of hardware in surgery. there still you know I have a ton of metal so it still has a blood flow to the, the head it does it wow. does uh, I get a lot of pain of course but you know yeah. it comes and goes but uh, I've been really lucky man and not to jump too far ahead but do you think that's where like your knee pain started uh, no I just I think the imbalances in my body started okay. happening from there, but I noticed, you know, that this. Ha I'm sorry, this happened. Yeah, oh three, the end of oh three. Mm. Raced oh four. With, actually, I recovered. Um, recovered enough to race uh, in oh four with a photo again, but they they shoot can me because my performance sucks all year. You know, I mean. Right, right, right. You know, I had like three months to like heal and learn to walk again and do all yeah. this shit. I mean, my leg was literally like half the size of my other leg, so it's crazy, man. Crazy. What did you do during that time? I was fucking just freaking out. Yeah, I was, I was so focused because like, I could, you know, when your body's like, like you just feel like how strong you are. And like you just feel your levels just going way up, dude. Yeah. You just want to chase that. You want to get better. Yeah, and so I was, I was like crutching up to the fucking gym, like one-legged riding the trainer, the gym, you know. Just doing like a thousand sit-ups. Yeah, just just trying to stay, like, just keep something. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. So, got shit-canned, couldn't find a contract after 04. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I went amateur style, man. I had yeah, with the vitamin cottage. Vitamin cottage, and then I just went... You went ballistic. I went ballistic. You went for it. yeah. I just, I went, damn, I was traveling around in the car with teammates, like, going just prize money style, dude. Yeah. Just hungry, you know? So like, you did, like, Redlands, Gila. Redlands, Gila. I was top ten at Redlands, Gila. Had the, had the jersey, the leader's jersey, all the way until the last day. You know, um, lost, you know, lost the lead to, uh, the Burke when I say it, it's pretty <laughs> devastating. <laughs> but then um, had a really good Mount Hood, second to Swain Toft, 
and um, and the KOM there won a stage. Yeah. Um, and uh, guys, it was such a good year. I just was all over the place, just winning and like yeah, podium just and everything. Yeah, just doing. Yeah, just hungry. When you're that hungry, yeah, to to do something, you just. It's also like I've, whenever I've gone to an NRC stage race on my own, it's effectively. I mean, you have an amateur team, but you're effectively not looked at. Yeah. I always rode so good because I could just hang back. Yeah. There wasn't any responsibility. You could just be an instigator. You just hang back. You, you get to a hard climb. You just light it up top to bottom, oh, and yeah. then you go right to the back of the group. Yeah. And just. <laughs> So like, no, now pull me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I made the group, now pull me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty uh, black and white, man, those situations. Yeah. So, do or die, you know. Um, so then you got picked, is that when you got picked up by... Uh, Jelly Belly, yeah. Jelly Belly, yeah. yeah. And Kanda was riding with those guys at the time, and, uh, yeah, just went from there, man. I mean, just... And you got, that was the year you got second at Nationals. That was six, yeah. No, um... I that was you. You got ganged up on. Very ganged up on. Yeah. But what, what was the ganged up process? Uh, it's pretty, pretty yeah. typical stuff, you know. I mean, so you're on Jelly Belly. You won Redlands that year. No, six. I didn't win Redlands, man. I, that was 07. That was the next year. Okay. Yeah. Did you win Redlands with Jelly Belly? I did. Okay. Yeah. So you're on Jelly Belly for two years. Yep. Yeah. So six. You had a pretty good beginning of the year at 06, or? Yeah, it's, it's up and down year, man. I. I can't even recall results, man. It's like, yeah, it's all, it's all, everything's a blur, man. Right, right, right. But you showed up to nationals. You rode good. That was a year. That was the first year they did in Greenville. Right. That's yeah. when we did five laps. That was the five lapper. That's when guys were coming in like 20 minutes down and still racing for. I remember that. Yeah. And like top ten. It was super hard. And super hard. We went hard the first time up the climb. Yeah. We went hard pretty much every lap up. Every time. Yeah, I remember the first time over the climb. There's like seven guys left, maybe. Yeah. And it was, uh, you just survived. You just hold on every every lap, Levi and George would whittle it down. Yeah. Just yeah. whittle, whittle, whittle. And then finally it was just you, Levi, and George. Yeah. And they just said, work with us, help us out, or... They they gave me a deal, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll just, you know. But this is the crazy part. As they say, would they offer you second place? They offered me second. They offered you second place? Yeah. And you said, fuck no. Well, I had to consider it. They, they offered me second place and some some coin, of yeah. course, you know, whatever. Yeah. For the people that don't know bike racing, this happens <laughs> quite quite regularly. So yeah. I just I just thought it was kind of disrespectful, of course, but I wanted to race for the win, man. It's like once in, not a lifetime thing, but it's like, God, it's really important to me, man. This would be, while this would be a feather in their cap, this is life-changing for you. Yeah, of course. You know, any any time you're, yeah, yeah, it's life changing. Yeah. And uh, I, they threw out a number, and I I just laughed. I, I threw out some insane. counter some counter offers, some some, equally some something ridiculous, and they just like laugh like like Levi like laughed at me or something. <laughs> Dude, this is the crazy part. Like, I, I'm not judging anybody. Like. If I was at their level and I just wanted to guarantee the win and didn't want to have to worry about this domestic guy, I'd probably do the same. Yeah. I'm not judging anybody. <laughs> here's the craziest part to me, dude, is that... Do you know how many people, like, just out of fear of the situation, like, this is an unknown situation? Yeah. And, oh, second place. You would have signed the night before, you would have signed on the dotted line for second place. Right, oh, totally. But now you're in the moment and where most people would have taken the deal, you're just, you just, it's just fucking punk rock, dude. You just threw out a crazy number at him. Yeah. And started laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I just, basically it was just like a fuck you, you know, you know we're, we're gonna race, you know, so. Yeah. I, I knew I was gonna lose, but it's like, you gotta try, man. You don't. You wanna lose on your terms? Yeah, dude, it's like, I mean, it was a hard, hard, hard race, man. Yeah. And it was raining, and it was just like, it was, it was getting miserable, dude. And it was like, you know, there was a huge crowd there, dude. And it was, it's in Cappy's hometown. Yeah. And, you know, they they wanted to, like, rig it. So I think, I think like, Levi said, like, okay, if we do this, like, 
um, Incapi wins solo or something. And and I was just like, me, yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, it's not gonna be staged, you know, nothing. This is not happening. I'm sorry, you know, fuck you. you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bosh. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's devastating, man. It's just like, you know, and then to to get beat in the sprint a couple years later, and when it's like almost the same scenario, it's like yeah. three guys coming in the line. Yeah. Louders, soon to be teammate Hincapie. Yeah. And Hincapie. Yeah. And then me and George sprinted out, you know. Did he know better to offer you a deal this time? No, it was. <laughs> he, he's like, this guy's not, this guy's a fucking wild man. <laughs> yeah. It just, it wasn't, it was, it just played out differently. It sure, was down sure. the last 500 meters or so. And it was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There wasn't even time for that. No. But he's still, you know, he's a really fast guy. He yeah. Down he's probably like, pretty confident. He just smashed me. Do you regret not taking that deal ever? Nah, maybe. Uh, I don't. I mean, fuck it, man. You know, it's just it's bike racing. You gotta race, man. You think all the all the all the memories, man. It's about like the really hard things. You know, you you forget all the bullshit, and you're like, God, what were the really hard days and like the really cool shit you did? You know. What was? What do you? When you think of cool shit, what do you think of? Ah, uh, just. Just all the trips, man. You know, it's yeah. like it's sitting around in Boulder, and the when the racing's going on, it's like, yeah. it's cool traveling and just seeing a lot of shit. You yeah. know, it's like being with friends. You know, yeah. you don't realize like that's your friend network. You know, I have friends at home, but it's like your. Teammates. It's weird to think that these you never, you would never say that your teammates and your colleagues are your best friends. You would never say that yeah. until. You stop going to races. Yeah, yeah. And you realize, well, fuck, man, they really are my best friends. Yeah. Well, it's because you you get your ass kicked with them. You know, it's yeah. like it's like you just got in a bar fight with all your all these guys, and these are your guys, and you know, it's like you know you don't want to like yeah you know lose those that that you know those friendships. It's uh, it's interesting, especially the team I think I just came from, you know, the team you're on right now, it's like, yeah. it kind of has that vibe, you know? It has a very um, friendly vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I always remember? Remember the uh, that stage of tour of California when it was uh, the San Luis Obispo? <sighs> I remember sitting at the back with you <laughs> in that block headwind as uh, we were going 28K an hour. Yeah into a blockhead wind. It was raining. Yeah. It was a 240k stage. Yeah. It's just, I remember just riding with you and just trying to, like, <laughs> make laughs and just, like, <laughs> just trying to be the most aggressive jerk ever because uh, it was the only way we were going to get through it. Fuck, dude. I, it's a crazy day, man, because it's uh, so cold and miserable. I actually had the flu, man. So I had a temperature. That was the year that the flu went around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I had this flu like going into that thing, and and I was on one of those rollers, man. And I I saw Tommy D get off and get into the car, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm I'm gonna finish this fucking race, dude. <laughs> if it's the last thing I do, man. I saw Tommy D get in the car. I'm like, oh, that, that's it, man. I'm finishing this stage, so. I finished, man, sat in the shower for like an hour and a half. It was the hottest shower oh, in my man. life. You know how, like, the Swannies are so busy and they're so tired of our bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, and they they just want to get back to the hotel as quick as possible so we could do a massage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was, like, one of the few stages I've seen where the Swannies, like, actually look concerned <laughs> instead of annoyed, where they're normally annoyed. Like, okay, let's get going, let's go. That was the first yeah. one where they're like... Oh, dude, are you guys all right? Yeah, yeah. But like, that's the thing, right? Like, you didn't. This is this common theme that I'm obviously really in admiration of with you, Baj. Is that like, you knew like Tommy quit. He was in that. He's really cold. He quits, right? He's in that team car. After a minute, you've warmed up. Yeah. It took one minute to feel better, and now you're fucking in that car yeah and you can't get out you're miserable yeah you can't get out you're stuck in that car yeah and you're out of the race yeah you know you know that look man i mean i had that in boulder last year man yeah <laughs> the worst day of my life in my hometown man i was like that was uh 
Yeah, so last year at Tour Colorado we raced in the boulder and you'd put a lot of uh, focus and intensity into that stage. Yeah. And um, you had a really bad day. You just, they happen, bad days. Really and, bad. Yeah. And uh, it's something weird about when you see a friend drop out of the race, right? Because you, uh, you know how it feels and you know that like there's nothing you can really say. Mm. And so you don't say anything, but yeah. that also like you make you. It also makes it feel like everybody's ignoring you. Yeah. When you drop out, and, like everybody's like they're being polite by like letting you be, <laughs> but it also feels like oh, yeah. these people think I'm the biggest bag of shit yeah. ever. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's weird, man. You know, it's funny, like, cause so we we get to the hotel in Denver that night, and you just stayed in Boulder. And then I'm in my hotel room with your bag, <laughs> and it was it was like you died. <laughs> he died in, died in a car accident. It was really weird. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this bag staring at me. Oh fuck, man. Yeah. So that was that was really bad. But it's a trip, man. I was watching, uh, you know, the TTT this morning on on the the, the TV. I see Ted King. Yeah. Like, the first 500 meters, he's, you know, Just I mean, Candel's going yeah. out, like way too hard, obviously, you yeah. know, and he's, he's gone, he's man. Bumming and, his shoulder. But he's got a shoulder injury, and I'm just like, you know. And they time cut him. No shit. I didn't it's see that. Nine seconds. Oh, my God. They won't move the time gap for nine seconds. That's bullshit. But I, you know, God, see, that, that, that's even worse, you know. But you know, it's like, people just, it's a suffer sport, dude. It's like, you know, he's doing everything he could. It's like, you can't imagine the fucking pain the dude's in. Yeah. You know, but... Do you have any regrets with your career? <sighs> I have... Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to, A, go, go out on my terms, of course. Yeah. But maybe starting earlier, you know, but... Uh, yeah. You can't do anything about your past, you know, right. so... I w it would have been nice to really see my... Do you think it's better that you have, like... A girl, you have your baby girl now at home yeah. for like your transition period. Yeah. Instead of like you were just at a transition period at home alone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, it's definitely awesome. I mean, I I wouldn't trade having a baby for anything. It's pretty rad, dude. It's uh. You were telling me it's not like anything people said it was gonna be. No, I mean a lot of people. I think. You know, they either have a kid too early. And haven't experienced life enough, and then they're bummed that they have this burden, you know, yeah. walking around with this burden. Yeah. And I feel like I've I've done a lot of shit in my life, and I've seen a lot of stuff, and I've achieved a lot of goals, and she's just adding to it now. You know, it's kind of cool yeah. because I don't feel like she's a burden. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just it's pretty rad. What's next for you, man? Fuck, I don't know. I'm figuring it out, man. You know, that's it's one of the things I think you I I've been questioning. You know, of course I. You know, a, a sprint with like Hincapie, and I wasn't national champion. You know, yeah. but these are these are like life-changing things where, you know, you know, it's not like a we used to. You know, you laughed about and what are you gonna do after your second career? <laughs> Fucking ask for a manager job. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's. No, it's this old Bill Burr joke, and yeah. he just randomly picked on site. He was picking on Tyler Hamilton, yeah. and he's like. Uh, yeah, I've been riding a bike, bicycle for uh, 15 years. Um, I would like a, I'd like a manager position with a window, please. Thank you. <laughs> exactly, dude. So, it's a, it's weird because I left without a lot of contacts because I wasn't prepared to leave. So, I've been trying to piece things together and just really fill, fill the void, you know. But. Um, I don't know, man. I'm really wanting to start my own business. That's that's my Physiotherapy goal. Physiotherapy type stuff? Because I always know yeah, you're always really into that. Really, um, coaching type stuff. Um, yeah. But it's it's just a work in progress, man. It's there's so many directions that my life is going right now that it's kind of cool to explore all of them. If it's fun when something's starting. It is. It's fun to start stuff. Yeah, it's really fun, but it's it's freaky, you know, because. It's all I've been doing for the last 12, 15 years is riding my bike, you know. So yeah. um, it's it's bizarre. Like real world stuff is kind of freaking, <laughs> freaking me out, you know. Right. You know, you don't live in the real world on, on the bike, man. No. You know, 
It's, you um, literally decide your own day. Yeah, exactly. Your your own your result is your you know your pay. So, but um, yeah, man, it's cool. I'm I'm. What kind of businesses were you thinking about opening, starting? Just besides the coach, you just coaching, training. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm helping my wife with her photography business. So that's cool. Man. That's taking a lot of uh, a lot of my time. Yeah. Right so, I I always found that with my free time. It, I mean, obviously, it's fun to be bored every once in a while when you're really exhausted. Yes. But I think for guys like us, like, we've always been pretty open with each other about, like, yeah. the darkness in, <laughs> within us. But yeah. that when we get bored, we get, like, either depressed or down or really insular. And, like, it's really important to not get bored for too long. Exactly. Like, get out of the house. Yes. Just keep moving have to move man I mean that's the biggest thing I uh, you know putting away the bike is not an option or exercise in general hiking yeah. you know I gotta I gotta get something going because I go down that road and then it leads me back to my childhood and you know that's yeah. like binge drinking and you know that <laughs> yeah to fill the void you know what I mean you was, get, your, was your wife worried when when she saw the cycling career ending or was she no. I mean it's actually it's a good timing in a way because I wouldn't want to leave her with it. It's, yeah. it did so yeah. much work. And no, I mean when she was worried, like, because I'm sure she she understands like how things can get when you stop moving. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, was yeah. she like? No, she's she's super supportive. Yeah. It's like she knows I live on my terms, man. So if I need to go ride three hours in the morning, yeah, you know. Go to she'll let me do that, you know, or not let me. She just yeah. she knows I need that, and I'll do it, and then yeah. get on with my day. But that's how it has to be right now, man. It's like, yeah, you know, most days I'm I'm just like ripping a mountain bike trail or hiking or take the baby for a walk or you know I have to do something, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, powerlifting's in the future. <laughs> Dude, I want to see you getting a CrossFit, man. Yeah, there's a new CrossFit gym. I've been peeking my head over there. I want to do it, but you know what cost? Like, I, the cost for it's insane. Like, it's average between $100 and $150 a month. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. So I don't, I want to do it, but yeah. the cheapskate part of me is just like, I guess the good part is if you're going to spend $150 a month, if you opt in, you, you would go every day. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, dude, I'm... <laughs> I'm paying like <laughs> I'm paying like five dollars a day. I have to go. Yeah. Like I'm not just gonna chuck. Yeah. A Benjamin out the window. <laughs> Dude, you have to you have to turn pro or something when you you spend that. Have you ever seen like the CrossFit Pro? That's crazy. Yeah, man. Like, because I think again, probably most cyclists, but like definitely you and I, like I get uh, envious when I see that like totally smashed look on somebody's face. Oh yeah. Like, cause I know that's what I'm gonna miss when I quit. Yeah. I know I'm gonna miss that smashed. Like, yeah. Cause you're so content. Oh, it's great, man. It's a, it's, yeah. You're basically high in that moment. Yeah. Where you're just like, Fuck, nothing matters right now. Yeah. Like all that matters is, what am I gonna eat, and lay in bed and just. That's a weird. That's a. That's pretty. It's sick, but it, it's true, man. I, I ride so fucking hard now, Mike. Yeah. I. I could jump in a a pro race and, and do well. Yeah. I'm fat, you know, I'm overweight, but it's like, I just, I don't know, man. I just ride really hard, and it's like, because you're looking for that feeling, that yeah. that empty feeling. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's like hunger, that, that like, that destroyed. food doesn't taste as good when you're, you know, just a normal dude. Yeah. You, know, you go out to a nice meal, it's like, no, but when you do the six-hour monster day in the hills, dude, and you're starving. You've been dreaming about a certain food item, man. That's it's awesome. You don't the craving you get after smashing yourself and the satisfaction that you get is yeah. I mean it, it can't even be comparable to somebody who doesn't do it. No, no, no. I mean it's probably for somebody who doesn't do it, they just have like a mild interest in what they're gonna eat that night. But right. for when you're that smashed, you're like, <laughs> no no no, dude, I'm eating macaroni and cheese tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna have ice cream and it's gonna be crap. <laughs> it's true, man. It's like, imagine you're super duper high, super high, yeah. you know, and just crazy, crazy cotton mouth, you yeah. know, just, just doing this, just smacking those lips, just <laughs> dreaming, man, just yeah. dreaming about it. That's yeah. exactly, yeah, you're getting that without 
torch in the lungs or yeah you get to see your body transform and yeah you like making your body look like a weapon you know yeah exactly yeah well you know more than most people you're pretty freaky looking dude <laughs> it's it's good yeah i miss those days man like testing the scale you know yeah like testing yeah. the scale just chasing numbers yeah i think i sent you a you sent me that picture. A text, yeah. You sent me the picture of like you went out for like a five or six hour ride in the in the heat. That's right. That's right. And you were like 138 pounds or some <laughs> ridiculous <stupid>. number. <laughs> like it made me think that you had like a hand on the sink and you were like, like if I didn't know it was you, like if it, if anybody else in it, I'd be like, oh, you have a hand on the sink. But like yeah. it was you, so I I knew it. It's pretty sick, man. Pretty sick. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude.